Look, we have a lot of fun here at Remember the Game Industries. You've all heard my obnoxious, high-pitched laugh on the show. I love it. Video games are fun. The Simpsons are funny. It's good times. You know what isn't fun? Shopping for razors. And I don't mean that to sound sarcastic. It genuinely sucks. That's why you shouldn't shop for razors. You should just get them delivered by Harry's. Pick up a $3 trial set at harrys.com RTG and see what I'm talking about. I'm not going to stop beating the Harry's drum because it's a drum worth beating. The best razors on the market at better prices than the crap at the store and they're delivered to you. It's like a shaving cheat code. You've heard me say it. I have been a Harry's customer since I was driving a forklift at a company I'm not allowed to name but you all know who it is and sure my beard gets some praise now but i was a stubble guy for a long time and i still use harry's blades to keep the edges of my beard crisp so it looks like i have a jawline and if you've ever tried to shave along the edges of a beard you know that you can go through blades fast because there's a lot of weeds to whack in there but harry's blades just keep coming back for more i'm not just saying it there's so much better than the junky stuff you get at the store that means a faster cleaner shaving and two you buy less blades because they last longer the best razors for less money brought right to your door i don't know how else to say this harry's is on top for a reason the best reviews in the business customizable delivery schedules so you get them when you need them i can't see a reason not to use Harry's. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Happy New Year. And this week I'm rolling solo. Certainly not because I couldn't find a guest to cover this particular game. You know, but it was the holidays the last couple of weeks. I didn't want to bug anyone to record a podcast. Frankly, I didn't feel like recording one myself. So we'll get back to the regular a buddy of mine and I situation next week. This time, it's just I sat down and geeked out about a game I played back in the day. And it's one of my favorite games from back in the day or at least one of the most important games for me from back in the day. It's the original Mega Man for the NES. I... I think it's pretty well known by any of our regulars here at Remember the Game Industries that I'm a fairly big Mega Man fan. I actually ranked the 11 core Mega Man games on an episode of Expansion Pass last year. And while Mega Man 1 isn't necessarily as good as most of the other games in the series, it's where the series started. It's Ground Zero or Patient Zero or whatever the term is. This Patient Zero, whatever. So it's goddamn important. And you know what? It's pretty goddamn good too it's not it's no it's good i was gonna say is it great it's good it's very it's very it's very pretty good Uh, i just replayed it uh on twitch actually last weekend as a bit of a refresher it's been a few years since i played the original mega man Uh, i beat it i had a great time playing it 
I'm pretty pumped to talk about it this week. And I, I know we just covered Mega Man 5 from the Game Boy a few weeks ago here on Remember the Game as well. So this will probably be the final Mega Man episode, at least for a couple of months. Certainly not, you know, ever, but for the next couple of months at least. Uh, I could just talk Mega Man every week on this show for quite some time. And I'm almost willing to guarantee that every game from Mega Man 1 through 10 will get an episode of Remember the Game eventually. And uh, we'll get there in just a minute. Because speaking of getting to the episode eventually, it's time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. That was a good one. A uh, good segue there. I like that. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're not boring. It's like it's video game chat and shit. It's fun. It's Our intros are like Christmas Eve before Christmas Day. Some would actually say that Christmas Eve is better than the big day itself. I actually kind of feel that way, but either way, give it a chance. Just give it a chance. Uh, speaking of the holidays, I hope you had a happy and safe one. You, your loved ones, your family, your enemies, whatever. I hope you ate some food played some video games thank you to everyone that sent me pictures of the remember the game merchandise that they got for christmas that was a fucking trip dude that was so cool to see somebody actually getting shit that like I played a part in making for Christmas. That was fucking so dope. So uh, thank you for all the pictures. I hope you all had a great holiday. And if you are interested in our merchandise, you can see it all at rememberthegamepodcast.com. We've got hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, tank tops, posters, all rocking badass art drawn by my man Joe. You can check out Joe's work at 4545creative.com. And we've got some ideas in the works for some brand new designs coming later this year that I think are fucking mwah. Uh, So again, Remember the Game Podcast podcast.com is a great way to check out the merchandise and of course if you don't like clothes you can always support us on patreon and listen i know it's a sales pitch but just listen shut up shut up just listen just listen to me I'm proud to announce that for 2022, my girlfriend and I are launching a new program called Remember the Children. The last two years that we've done our 24-hour charity stream in December to raise money for the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton, uh, we donated a portion of our Patreon in December to the cause. This year, we're actually pledging to donate 5% of our Patreon for the entire year to the cause in addition to making a lump sum donation in December. So if you support us on Patreon at any point this year for any amount this year, 5% of it is going to be donated to my 24-hour stream this upcoming December. So uh, remember the children, get a ton of value at the same time. Oh, and quickly before I do my Patreon plug, the prize draws are live for everyone that donated at least $20 to our uh, our stream this this past December, uh, which by the way, we raised over 10 grand, $10,000 for the Stollery. So that was fucking sick. So if you don't want to know, you can see the video with the prize draws at youtube.com slash remember the game. If you don't want to know, skip ahead 15 seconds if you haven't seen the video yet. Congratulations to Joe Buck, who won some Remember the Game merchandise. Congratulations to Mercury869, who won a video game of his choice. I'll buy it for him send it his way and he can have a new game to play and congratulations to kelly roberts our grand prize winner who won a chance to pick a game to be covered here on remember the game and to be my guest should they choose to be i haven't talked to any of the winners as of recording this so congratulations to all three of you now back to the patreon plug Uh, again five percent of it's going to get donated to charity and listen you get a ton of fucking value it's i'm 
I'm proud of the amount of value that we offer on our Patreon. For only $2 a month, you get two additional podcasts every fucking week. You get exclusive access to both my gaming discussion show, Expansion Pass, every Thursday, and my gaming news show, Game Patch, every Friday, along with instant access to almost 200 bonus podcasts that are all just sitting there in the archives. Uh, on Game Patch, every Friday, we look at all the biggest news in gaming. I add in my opinions as a profanity and stuff. And on Expansion Pass, every Thursday it's a different show each week I do game rankings character rankings we look back on franchises and consoles we do hypothetical episodes we do comedy episodes there's game reviews uh this past week on expansion pass we talked about games we wish we could play for the first time again if you could you know men in black flashy thing yourself and just forget everything about one specific video game which one would it be? It was a really fun episode, and it is becoming tradition during the intro. Here is a sneak peek of last week's expansion pass, games we want to play for the first time again. The first game that's on my list of 10 is Super Mario Bros. 3. That's the one that I wish I... If I could... And I won't lie to you, there's another Mario game on this list as well. But uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 was one of the first games I thought of where I was like, God, I wish I could experience this game for the first time again. Because like anyone, it's one thing if you didn't grow up with Super Mario Brothers 3 and you play it now, or maybe you fired up on your Switch or whatever. It's a great game. I truly think Super Mario Brothers 3 is one of the greatest games of all time. It's accessible to anyone. You know, you might not beat it, but anyone could sit down and enjoy Super Mario Brothers 3. But if you were alive and you weren't like a infant, like you have memories of Super Mario Brothers 3's launch, you remember the hype and you remember the commercials and remember it being everywhere. And remember, I have vivid memories of going to the video game or the, the movie store and wanting to rent Super Mario Brothers 3 and there was like a whole fucking wall of those yellow boxes. And that was always the first place that I fucking beelined to and I just scanned them like a googly-eyed hawk looking for one that had a game behind it and they were all gone every fucking time. So that was last week's episode, and uh, for this week, it's the first expansion pass of 2022, so we're going to cliche the fuck out of it, and we're going to lay down our gaming predictions for the upcoming year. I'll swing for the fences on mine, I'll read some of yours, we'll probably all be wrong, it should be a lot of fun. So again, two bucks gets you instant access to all those podcasts, plus new ones, plus access to our Remember the Game Discord, which has almost 400 fucking members in it now. You get a chance to vote in our Patreon poll at the beginning of every month, which is actually running as we speak. The ability to submit comments for all of our podcasts, you get to DM with me, and you get a shout-out and get to hear me mispronounce your name on the show, like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to all of our newest patrons, Ben Simmons, Shawsome One, Sean, Junkyard God, Two Bros Winning, Growly Wog, Rob R, John Ismer, Ismer, Ismerly, Ismerlian, I'm sorry, John, Chai Force, Tony, The Fallen Magi, David Barney, Wooly Bully, Cedric, Bear Dad 2020, Jonathan Everidge, Adrian Mad Dog Counting, Brad Beardsley, Spazernaut, Matteo, Dabs All Day, Waylander 841, Beaver Boy, Daryl Harris, Woo, Guy 8286, and Josh. Kelly. Thank you all so much. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries. Patreon.com slash Remember the Game. Thank you all so much. Uh, and you can find me on Twitch. My One of my resolutions for this year is to be more active over on that shithead. 
Uh, well, I shouldn't call it that. Well, it kind of, they kind of are. It's Amazon. They're kind of shitheads. But either way, you can find me on Twitch if you're interested. Go to twitch.tv and look for member the game, not remember the game. Member the game. I get on there whenever I can and hang out and it's fun and we blah, 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 blah. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in the cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming-related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Let's blow. Our first blower of the year is Andrew Wright, who wrote in on Patreon and said, Over the weekend, I took Adam's recommendation and watched the six-part Xbox documentary called Power On, which is available on YouTube. The entire story of Xbox is pretty incredible, and this documentary does an amazing job telling it. If you haven't checked it out yet, do it. Yeah, you're goddamn right, Andrew. All of you listening to this should do it. If you haven't already do done done it do doing it um dude this x i've been i've been pumping its tires for a couple of weeks and it's not x-boy fanboyism or anything or xbox fanboyism or anything frankly they're really hard on themselves they they talk about how hard it was to get bill gates to approve it to begin with they talk about how the original xbox wouldn't turn on when they debuted it they talk about the red ring of death and the over billion dollars it fucking cost them to fix it really really well done fucking documentary and the fact that it's completely free is awesome so i'm 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 telling you guys all of you every single one of you listening to this right now if you're into gaming history if you just enjoy those types of things go to youtube and look for power on it is a six-part documentary commercial i think it's commercial free i don't remember but it was fucking almost commercial free if it wasn't commercial free really i enjoyed the fuck out of it it was really really fucking well done dude them talking about going they, they talk about going to nintendo and trying to buy them they talk about trying to partner with sega they talk about how the ps2 fucking fed them their lunch and then how they fucked up with the launch of the xbox one and how everybody hated it it was really really fucking well done so i'm glad you liked it andrew and i recommend it to everybody Pressing X wrote in on Patreon and said, Happy New Year, folks. Here's a gaming thought. I was wondering, does anyone else experience this? I love games and I've done so since I can remember, but every damn time I'm playing through a game, I get some sort of anxiety, meaning that I have to try to finish the game as quickly as possible, almost like I have a set deadline to finish the game. Sometimes to gauge how close I am to the end, I will look up YouTube walkthroughs and see how far or how long I have left to go. Even if I'm liking the game, I'm always rushing through it like I'm later. Or something please tell me i'm not the only one that has this experience no pressing x you are not i experience it all the time myself it's become a little bit more common with me as remember the game has grown because i i have to play more games you know for all the different podcasts that i do now so i do like if i get into a game and it's fucking really long i'm like holy shit like how much longer is this gonna be or the other time is when i'm playing a game i like to finish my games i won't force myself to finish a game that i hate but i try to finish as many games as i can and there's been games where i'm just like either i hate it or i'm even if i'm liking it but i'm like this is really taking its fucking time like when is this gonna be over uh i'll sometimes i usually try not to look up the individual i might look up there's a great website howlongtobeat.com it's not it's not the porno site that it sounds like howlongtobeat.com uh it talks about the average time people say it takes them to beat video games it's really handy usually fairly accurate as well um i try not to look up the individual levels and stuff because i don't want to spoil anything for myself and find out you know i'll fuck sonic dies on level eight or fucking whatever uh oh yeah spoiler for sonic adventure 2 sonic fucking dies 
he doesn't, but I he fucking should because fuck that game. But anyway, um, yeah. So I I do I do feel that way myself sometimes, especially when I'm like fuck I like dude games that people have been after me to play forever like red dead redemption 2 um uh, now i'm uh, tons of fucking rpgs really long games part of the reason i shy away from them is just because they're so fucking long and i'm like dude i gotta get to another game i gotta get moving i gotta get to something else so no you're not alone in this at all pressing x If, if anything even if nobody else listening to this can relate to you i'm i'm on team x i get you man i feel the exact same way and it fucking sucks i get it i understand that so just next time you feel that way just take a breath and just be like dude i got no deadlines i'll take my fucking sweet time with this just treat it treat a treat a video game like a like a nice glass of wine and just fucking savor it or whatever it is you do with a glass of wine sip it or swirl it around in your mouth whatever that goes back to that how long to beat website it doesn't matter okay uh uh thank you for writing in pressing x beaver boy I like that handle. Wrote in on Patreon and said, I recently stumbled upon Remember the Game on Spotify and I've really enjoyed binging through so many great past episodes. I spent the holidays on a snowmobiling trip listening to the show through my helmet. Any other fun hobbies you have when you're not playing games or creating content? You seem like a pretty busy dude. Thanks for all you do and have a happy new year. Happy new year to you as well, Beaver Boy. Dude, snowmobiling fucking sounds awesome. Uh, I actually was talking about that. There's my voice crack for the episode. Talking. Uh, I was actually talking about that on the rambling idiot this week. Uh, one of our Patreon exclusive podcasts. Um, one of my new year's resolutions is to, uh, get a little bit deeper into a couple hobbies that aren't gaming. Cause I love video games. I really sincerely do. And like, I thought I was a little nervous that when I, when I started doing so much podcast and so much content creation with video games, that maybe it would kind of take away some of the fun of the hobby, but it hasn't at least not yet. So, uh, but that said, I, I am, I do worry about burning out on games once in a while. So I was like, I need to come up with some hobbies that aren't video games just to keep myself busy. So I, I like to, obviously I do stand up comedy and that takes a lot of my time. Um, uh, but then I, I like to read and I'm going to read more this year. I do like to read a lot though. And I really enjoy Lego. I build Lego. It's a lot of, I read, I kind of rediscovered that hobby in the last year or two. It's fucking awesome. I like poker, although I don't play as much as I used to because of the casinos and everything with COVID and stuff. Um, and then I, I, chess, I don't know if I even talk about that on here that often. I've talked about it a little bit more lately. I'm a big chess fan. I'm not very good, but I'm a pretty big chess fan. I got a new chess board for Christmas that you can play kind of against the computer while you're playing on it and shit like that. And yeah, I, that's another thing that I do, uh, just to keep myself busy and, and try to, and then I, I, know I like to ride my bike when it's nice outside. I like to hang, play with my dog and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, there you go. That's, those are my big hobbies. Those are the things that I'm into these. That's not gaming. A lot of my time is spent gaming. I won't lie to you. Uh, thanks for writing in Beaver boy. Happy new year. Uh, GC freak eight, nine, eight wrote in and said, Adam, do you chain up your tires driving up there on those roads during the winter? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I just have winter tires. It's just pretty common in Canada. Uh, most can, I think every province, but Alberta, most provinces in Alberta or in Canada, you have to have winter tires in the winter. I don't think you do here in Alberta, but you should. And, uh, if you've never driven on winter tires and you live in a place where there's icy roads, uh, check yourself and get some winter tires. Cause they are fucking game changers. They're the best. Uh, and speaking of Canada, Stephen Parnell wrote in and said, what's your favorite thing about living in Canada? And if you had the chance to move to another country, would you, and where to, if you would, uh, to answer your second question, if I could move to another country, it would be Japan. And I might, I might, I'd have to, I'd think long and hard on it. If you came to me and said, yo, there's a great opportunity. You want to go to Japan? I wouldn't just say no. I really adore that. I really, really adore Japan. And frankly, I like some places in the U S a lot too. But the I like our healthcare here. 
it's, it's expensive. I don't know what it's like in Japan. I'd have to look into that. But Canada, that's one of my favorite things about living in Canada is that if I get sick, I can go to the doctor. And it's just like, yeah, there's not a bill. Just fucking make me better. I like almost everything about Canada. Our money's useless around the rest of the world. That kind of sucks. But I, I mean, I like the four seasons here. I, I, I even kind of like winter. I love all the stereotypes that come with it. I like the food. The people are pretty nice. I like the free health care. I, I like just about it. I, I don't know. It's home. I'm proud. I'm proud to be from here. I don't, some people shit on being proud of where you're from or, you know, and that whole concept of nationalism and shit like that. And I'm like, ah, I guess, but I don't know. I, I'm pretty like, I, I wear that Canadian flag on my heart pretty proudly. I like it here. Ralph Wiggum represented us and I, fuck yeah. I like, uh, oh, Canada. I love it here. Uh, Leakified wrote in and said, okay, taking a different spin on blowing in the cartridge. You've been doing remember the game for a few years now. If you had any advice that you could go back in time and give young oblivious Adam, what would it be? Or what would you change if you could get a do over? Would you leave it as is? You know what? It's as lame answer as this sounds leakified. I would probably leave. Remember the game as it is. Cause it seems to be working pretty good. I don't know how it fucking, if I could go back and tell young Adam one thing, I would probably tell him. This is going to sound like a sales pitch, but it isn't. And any of you that are patrons, I think you'll get it. I think I would tell younger Adam not to put so much fucking stuff on the $2 tier on Patreon so that you have more stuff to offer at the higher tiers to try to make more money later. I hope that makes sense because I really mean that. I put everything into it back in the day and fucking... I look at all the other Patreons for podcasts now and I'm like, dude, they don't offer all this shit at the $2 level. But I was so nervous and nobody would pay that I was like, I'll just put everything on there. I don't give a fuck. I think that's all I would tell him though because if I went back and told him that it was going to work out for him, then maybe younger me wouldn't try so hard. So I don't think I would really give myself much more advice. Oh, oh, I would fucking uh, never tell Mark McHugh that he was a Hall of Famer in the first place. I would just tell me to tell Mark he's never getting into the Hall of Fame and then just let everything play out as it is and eventually he would understand fucking why Mario's missing. Uh, a couple more here. We'll move. I'm trying to squeeze a couple more in now because we're getting so many comments now. Tom Calvert wrote in and said, Hey, hope I'm not too late with this, but I had a question for you, Adam, and for the viewers too. Those with a PlayStation 5, are your controllers working okay? My R2 trigger has completely died recently. I read online that it is a common fault with the springs and the triggers dying. Kind of puts a downer on what, in my opinion, is the best controller of all time. Uh, I don't disagree with you about it being the best controller of all time. I can't decide if I think it is, but it's on the short list. It's top three without question. Uh, and yeah, my, I don't know. I can't speak to the rest of the community, but my PS5 controller is working great. I know some people have been complaining about drift in the analog sticks on it as well. But, um, for what it's worth, I haven't had any problems. I haven't really put mine through the paces. I love my PS5, but I don't play it very much. I only play it when a new PlayStation exclusive comes out. I play most of my games on, on Xbox or my switch. So maybe mine doesn't have the hours logged in it to cause a problem. Uh, but no, I sorry to say that, Tom. I haven't had any problems. See if you can get a warranty, man. I think PlayStation was offering warranty on their controllers. Fucking yell at them. Fucking don't yell at me. Fucking yell at them. Uh, good luck, Tom. And finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. And Dan S. wrote in on Patreon and said, Hey, Adam, hope all is great. It's good. It's great. It's a little. It's a great. It's a lot. It's good. Uh, Dan says, in your episode on gaming grievances, you touched on the portrayal of women in games. Growing up in the 90s, I saw it all, from Tomb Raider to Duke Nukem 3D. To be honest, I loved it at the time. However, as a father now, I find it hard to allow my kids to play these types of games that I love. Anime is outlawed, except for Pokemon and Transformers. The struggle for Cybertron is important. Looking back on my childhood, I had no parental oversight. What are your thoughts on the way women are portrayed in gaming? So... 
Yeah, kind of the same thing. Like, I, you know, I grew up in the 80s and the 90s and I was a teenager when Tomb Raider came out and all that kind of stuff. And like, listen, I'm not going to sit here and and pretend that I don't like attractive women. All right. I'm a I'm a heterosexual male who I'm not going to I would be lying. I'll never lie. That's the one thing. I might fuck up words, say something stupid. My voice cracks all the time. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit. I'm not opposed to attractive women in my video games. Having said that, I don't really understand the need for gaming. And I, I do think it's gotten better. I don't understand why they have to wear nothing. Like, that's my big problem is like, dude, what were we playing on the 24-hour stream? Was it Golden Axe? Where one of the characters was like the female warrior and she's basically in like a string bikini and is like, this isn't armor. And we all know that type of shit happens all the time. I mean, it's tough because like sex, listen, sex sells. Whether we like it or not, sex sells. And I do think that, you know, some games kind of sexualize the male characters as well. Clearly nowhere near to the extent that females are sexualized. I don't have a problem with you making a female character attractive. Look at Lara Croft in the modern Tomb Raider trilogy. Like she's, she's fucking hot. She looks great, but she's wearing like full clothes and it's like good. Like she doesn't have to run around in a fucking bikini. It looks fine. Just like this. So I get what you're saying. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm the right person to speak on this. I don't have kids. It means I don't have daughters. I don't even have sisters or anything. It's just, fucking straight up sausage fest in my life the closest i have is my girlfriend and she doesn't give a fuck about video games um but i do have nieces and i do you know i have friends with with daughters and stuff like that and uh i do think that there's been a little bit of a movement a little bit i can't speak to anime either because i don't really watch anime but i do think there's been a little bit of a movement toward at least like just making them wear some clothes that's all i ask if you want to make a female character good looking then i have no beef with that but just you know, put them in some fucking clothes. That's all. Um, and then just don't like making it. I'm trying to figure out how to say this, making a female character, the focus of your game. And is I'm down with that dude. Some of the, like, look at fucking, I love Ellie from last of us. Aloy from fucking horizon is awesome. I've already talked about Lara Croft. I'm a huge tomb Raider fan, but it's like, and I'm not saying all these games do this because I don't think Last of Us focuses on trying to make Ellie look sexy or anything at all. But like, if you want to make them attractive and you think that's an added point to your game, fuck, I, I have no beef with that. Fucking go nuts. Why not? But like, I don't feel like that's the, like, make the character cool. Make me like the character, whether it's a male or a female. Then if you want to make the character attractive, that's even better. Like, cool. Why not? But like, don't make the primary selling point of the character that they're good looking. Make the primary selling point of the character that they're an interesting character. And then if you want to make them good looking, I don't really give a fuck. You know, why not? You know, whatever. So I hope that makes sense. I hope I answered that. I don't know. I'm going to get canceled. I, fuck. I, I hope I answered that that correctly. Thank you for writing in, Dan. Thank you for everyone that wrote in. Uh, that's enough blowing in the cartridge last week. Uh, last week. This week. Fucking first podcast of the year. And I'm Fuck, how long did I make it into this? 24 minutes before I said something stupid? And you probably could go back to that 24 minutes and find two or three stupid things. But either way, let's change it up and let's get into our Smash Hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern game. And the third one is a race from time forever. 
And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. I'll tell you what it is in just a minute. And I figured since we're talking Mega Man this week, which is among Capcom's best work, uh, I will go with three more Capcom NES games. We're going with Ghosts and Goblins, Little Nemo the Dream Master, and Bionic Commando. Now, Little Nemo is the only one that I've played of this th- of the three. I haven't played much of it, so I really wasn't sure this week. I was like, are these going to be close? Is one of these games substantially better than the rest? Turned out I nailed it. They were very close. The winner was Play Ghosts and Goblins, Remake Little Nemo, and Erase Bionic Commando, but it only had 26% of the vote. Last place had 12%. There's six options, so it was Nice and tight, just like me. That's not true. I'm fucking flabby. But anyway, uh, let's see what a few of you had to say here. And then I'll tell you why so many of you are wrong. Uh, and check it out. To kick off Play One, Remake One, Erase One this week, we got our first double seeker probation of the year. Tyler wrote it on Patreon and said, first time voter, and I'm going to fucking break all the rules. Put me on probation. I don't care. Remake Ghosts and Goblins, and who cares about the rest? Actually, I never played the other two. I just want a Ghost and Goblins remake. So, Tyler, you're on double secret probation, and it was completely unnecessary, you fucking asshole. You said you'd remake a game. All you had to do was play one of the other two and race one of the other two. It would have taken you less time than to type out, actually, I never played the other two. I just want a G&G remake. You less words would have said, play Bionic Commando, erase fucking Little Nemo, and you never would have ended up on Double Secret Probation, but now you're on it, and guess what? You never get off my fucking list. Plus, your name is Tyler, and I've had bad experiences with fucking Tyler's, so you're on, like, triple Double Seeker fucking probation. Yeah, fucking... All you fucking people every week that write in and break the rules just because you think it's funny to be put on Double Seeker Probation, you won't think it's fucking funny when Major League Baseball comes and gets you and takes you away. I wasn't supposed to tell you that part, but it's fucking coming. Fortunately, the rest of you played by the rules. Wooly Bully wrote in and said, I would play Ghosts and Goblins because it's perfect as it is. Also, I don't want a remake where I have to angrily throw my more expensive controllers. I would remake Little Nemo. It's a very fun game that I recently played. And I would erase Bionic Commando. I'm not a huge fan of the game. I wouldn't be too heartbroken if it was erased. You know what, Wooly Bully? Just the way you were like... I don't want to remake Ghosts and Goblins because if I remake it, I have to play it on a modern console and that controller is a lot more expensive to break than an NES controller. Just that got you read on the show because that is sound fucking logic. Not to mention you can't break an NES controller from throwing it. It's scientifically impossible. It's like how cats land on their feet. Or is it dogs? No, cats. Cats. I should get Molly. Just te- no, <laughs> just drop my poor dog. Uh, yeah, good logic, Wooly. Uh, Mr. Satan, dude, Mr. Satan, you made me laugh. I listen. A lot of comments make me laugh. Very rarely do comments just legitimately make me like belly laugh reading them. This one nailed it. Mr. Satan wrote in and said, "I would say play by on a commando. I never got to play it, so I'll try that one." Uh, I'll remake or just make a new Ghosts and Goblins. I guess Dark Souls will be the modern equivalent, the ball buster that that game is. Funny thing is I never played the first, just Super Ghouls and Ghosts, which I loved. And I guess I would, uh, I mean, I would try Little Nemo, but one of them has to go, so I'm going to erase it. And if I had to go by box art, (laughs) okay, there's some words missing in here. But Mr. Satan said, if I had to make my erase decision based on the box art, Kid riding his bed adventure. 
does nothing for me. That is the greatest summation of any game's box art I've ever heard. And if you've never seen the box art to Little Nemo, the Dream Master, look it up. It's a kid riding his bed. So Mr. Satan's going to erase Little Nemo based on its box art of kid riding his bed adventure. Phenomenal. Fucking phenomenal description. Well done, Mr. Satan. Scott Graham wrote in, and said, I've actually played and enjoyed all of these for the most part. So this is a little tough. I'm going to play Ghosts and Goblins. This game is really difficult and would be happy to continue playing it in its 8-bit form. I actually had Little Nemo and I remember it being really difficult as well. I remember liking the gameplay and mechanic of taking on animal powers to proceed through the levels. I'd like to see a remake of this one since I have really good memories of the game and I'd like to see it reimagined. And I'm going to have to erase Bionic Commando. It was a fun game but never totally clicked with me. I know a new version of the game came out a few years ago and I couldn't be bothered to play it either. I'd be okay if this game was erased forever. I don't even have any stupid comments to make. That was too intelligible. You're on single seeker probation for not for just making sense all around, Scott. Just, logic has no fucking uh home in this house. No no place within these walls. That's the word I was looking for. Michael Wilson wrote in and said, I'd play Little Nemo since I haven't played it ever and I'd like to give it a shot. I like that. I'd remake Bionic Commando because I've never given it a fair shot. I'd like a modern remake to help make that possible and I'll erase Ghosts and Goblins. I never played it, but I was given a copy of Super Ghouls and Ghosts for the Super Nintendo and I love, hate that game so much that I'd rather make sure its origin story is removed so I forget how many hours I sunk into it. Nothing against Ghosts and Goblins, but I spent too many hours trying to beat Ghouls and Ghosts, which has only happened once to let it stay. Erase the original and then watch the picture of them all fade away like Marty McFly and his siblings in a Polaroid. Love the show. Keep it up, sir. Michael, you dropped the Back to the Future reference. Don't we don't get a lot of those around here. I, I'm a closet Back to the Future homer. So I like that. I like that a lot. Sound logic. And then finally, uh, where'd we go here? Never mind. We're done. Okay. 12% of you had it right this week. My apologies. 12% of you had it right this week, including Chris Copland who wrote in and said, play Bionic Commando. I think there's something special about a platformer that doesn't use a jump button, and a remake would sort of take away what made this game so special. Remake Nemo. Let's give the game some life and take a decent concept and make a really colorful and wonderful environment. A remake would suit this game so well. And then erase Ghouls and Ghosts. I get some people love the difficulty, and this game being hard as it is doesn't necessarily make it a bad game, but it's just too hard to be fun for most. And if you remove the difficulty, you remove its entire identity it's gotta go i don't necessarily agree with your logic chris copland but i do agree with your order sir that's the same thing i would do myself i would play bionic commando because i haven't and i hear it's really fucking good the gentleman of remember the game industries david ray is always on me to play bionic commando so i gotta play that game uh i'm gonna and then see i was torn here I knew I was going to play Bionic Commando. I was really torn on my remake in a race. I have a little bit of experience with Little Nemo. I love Super Ghouls and Ghosts, but I never played Ghosts and Goblins. So I'm going to remake Little Nemo because what I do know of it, I really like. I'm just going to remake it with Super Nintendo graphics instead. I don't think I'd change anything else. Just make it look like a Super Nintendo game. And I'm going to race Ghosts and Goblins because I just discovered and fucking adored Super Ghouls and Ghosts last year. So it's nothing against Ghosts and Goblins. I just have Super Ghouls and Ghosts. I don't need the NES one. I'll get my fill on the Super Nintendo version. So sorry, not sorry, Ghosts and Goblins, you're erased. That's it. Thank you for everyone uh, that wrote in and voted and played this week. What have I been playing over the last week? And then we'll get into uh, Mega Man. I played Sonic Adventure 2. Fucking, I'm done. I'm fucking done with that game. We're reviewing in the next couple of weeks. 
If you're a diehard Sonic Adventure 2 fan, you are not going to like that fucking episode. I'm telling you right now. I've also been playing the campaign for Halo Infinite, which I'm hoping to finish this week. I'm, I think I like it. I can't decide how much I like it. I think I like it. I don't know if I like the open world idea, but I'll I'll review it on Expansion Pass when I'm done. Uh, I'm going to be hopping into Shadow of the Colossus on the PS2 this week to get ready for an episode of the podcast. And I've actually been playing Mario Tennis on the Nintendo 64 on my Switch Online. I never played it before. I love Mario Tennis on the GameCube, and I've played every Mario Tennis since. I never played the original, and I've been playing it on my Switch, and I'm really, really fucking liking it. So that's going to be getting a review in the next couple of months as well. That game is fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Let's get into Mega Man. That's why you guys are here. The comments this week from the listeners were very divided. Some loved this game. Some hated this game. So I went with three and three. The positive comments are as follows. Daniel wrote in and said, The OG Mega Man, the legend himself, what a fantastic piece of gaming history. And of course, you have those fuck you moments where you think you made that jump over and over. Well, think again. Yep, I love it. I love the difficulty of I love tough old games, man. Uh, Jake Carter wrote in on Patreon and said, I just remember this game. I see what he did there. I just remember this game being soul crushing from Gutsman level with those stupid moving ledges that killed me God knows how many times to Iceman's level with the disappearing platforms to the Yellow Devil, which I'm pretty sure I've never beaten without save states. It's hard and probably the weakest in the series, but it's still satisfying. The music is still great and for a foundation to what will become one of the greatest action platform series of all time, this wasn't too bad of a way to start. Also, the remake Mega Man Power up is fantastic and i highly recommend you play it if you haven't it's this game with amazing graphics two extra bosses charge and slide the ability to play classic music playable characters including all the bosses proto man and even roll it's a phenomenal remake i've never played mega man powered up jake but i really want to it's just it's on the psp i don't have a fucking psp Nobody had a fucking, actually a lot of people had the PSP, but I would like to play it at some point. And Sean wrote in and said, I remember renting this game and enjoying some of the levels. However, the Iceman disappearing blocks can die in a fucking fire. Maybe if I knew you could kill that ground thing underneath them with the Cutman weapon, I wouldn't sit there getting hammered by that piece of shit while I tried to jump on those stupid blocks. I might have played it a little bit more. Obligatory, I loved Mega Man 2 and 3 comment as well. Yeah, Mega Man 2 and 3 are substantially better, but... Uh, so those people love the game. Having said that, some people wrote in very critical. And I'm not going to yell at anyone for saying that this game or this series isn't for them. It's very unforgiving. I get it. Not going to come down on any of you. Stephen Parnell wrote in and said, This will bring out Angry Adam. It probably put me on double, if not infinity, seeker probation. But I've never played this game. And to be honest, I had never intended to play any Mega Man game at all till this podcast convinced me to buy a Super Nintendo Classic. I did try Mega Man X on there, but it's just not my cup of tea. So I can honestly say I will not be playing this one or any of them either. Sorry, Adam. No, I can live with that. I mean, you're wrong, but I, no, I'm kidding. I, I I don't think it'd be for everyone. I get it. Justin Zabrocki wrote in on Patreon and said, every time I try to play these games, I just... I." Fuck it. I just don't like them. I've tried. I really have, but they just kind of suck. I accept any punishment for these blasphemous statements. No, no. I don't think they suck. I think they're hard. I don't think they suck. Sonic Adventure 2 fucking sucks. But Echo the Dolphin fucking sucks. But no, no. I get They're not for everyone. I get it. It's it's like whiskey. I love whiskey. Not everybody likes whiskey. Meat on the Bone wrote in and said, Adam, I know you love these games. So on your recommendation, I tried out Mega Man X. I hate this game. The fact that I can only shoot forward, not up or down. The fact that enemies respawn as soon as the screen moves. The two or three tries I get at a boss before I have to replay those painful levels over again. Nope. No thanks. I'm out. 
Fair enough. And the thing is, I think most Mega Man purists would agree Mega Man X might be the easiest of all the Mega Man games. It's either that or Mega Man 2. So if you don't like it, you're not you're not going to like the rest. I promise. But I love it. I like the passion. I even can live with I'm not going to yell at anyone. But I am going to explain to you why I love this game so much right now. I'm going to queue up some Mega Man tunes. God, fuck the music in Mega Man is so good. And when they stop, I'm going to tell you why I love Mega Man, which originally released on the NES Worldwide on December 17th, 1987. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash RememberTheGame. Okay, let's talk Mega Man. As you've probably surmised from the intro, the title, maybe some of the other podcasts you've listened to, maybe just because I've got a hard on for this little blue robot. I'm a bit of a Mega Man fan, so this is going to be a pretty easy episode for me because I could sit here and just talk Mega Man. I literally, like, I don't know if there's enough, here's your one, I don't know if there's enough meat on the bone to just launch a Mega Man podcast, but I probably could, I could spend a lot of fucking time talking about this guy and this series, and the thing is, is like, there's a half a dozen Mega Man series now, there's the Mega Man games, there's the Mega Man X games, there's Mega Man battle network there's mega man zero there's mega man legends it's fucking he's everywhere i'm not gonna be i mean i guess it doesn't really matter because this episode's about the original mega man anyway so those other ones matter for what it's worth when i sit here and talk about how i'm a mega man fan and i love the guy and everything the only mega man games i've actually played are the original 11 like the whole main franchise the 11 mega man games and then i've played mega man x one through three and that's and then i played the rpg I don't remember what the fuck it was called. Command Network or something like that. I don't remember what the fuck it was. Mission Command? Mission Control? So I don't know. There was like an RPG that was... I didn't like it, but there was an RPG that was released. So I played that a little bit, but that's it. So 
when I sit here and talk about how I'm like this diehard Mega Man fan, I mean of the core Mega Man franchise. And also, I played this game on Switch just last weekend to get ready for this podcast, and uh, I beat it. And I, you know, fair and square, I beat it. But some people were like, oh man, I thought you were really good. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm like an authority on Mega Man. Like, I fucking am like great at these games because I'm not. I'm, I'm, I can beat them. I've beaten the 11. And the thing is, is like, as you just heard in the intro, I recorded the intro yesterday. I'm recording this a day afterwards. So I think we ended the intro. Yeah, we would have ended the intro on the comments about the, like, some people like the game. Some people hate the game. As you can hear, they're not for everybody. And the thing is, is like, if you came in here and were like, Super Mario World sucks and I hate that game. Ooh, that would fucking get me going a little bit. I would never just come down on you straight up and be like, you're a fucking idiot because you don't like a game that I like. But, like, I don't understand how somebody doesn't like Super Mario World, for example. The point I'm making is that when it comes to Mega Man, like, I get it. Some, I could see how some people would be like, you know what? Not for me. I get it. I, it's, like, they're fucking, they're hard as shit. Uh, especially this one is a little, like, if you, okay, so, if you've never, if you're listening to this and you're like, Adam, I've never played a Mega Man. Should I play this game? It's yes with an if or no with a but uh, or whatever that phrase is. Like, I would say start with Mega Man 2. Um, I think most purists, myself included, would consider 2, 3. I think 2, 3, and 9 are probably considered to be the best of the 11 of the core games. Um, The original one that we're talking about this week, this is obviously where the whole franchise started and everything. I didn't play this one when it came out. I I remember playing Mega Man 2 and Mega Man 3 first. And it was because I saw them in one of my, I think like Nintendo Power or something. And then I went and rented them. I never owned any of these games coming growing up. So it was like so exciting every time I got to play one. Uh, because I just, I knew that I liked the franchise. I used to watch the cartoon all the time. I would rent the games. I didn't play the original Mega Man for quite a while as a kid. And then when I finally rented it, I was pretty kind of disappointed in it. So... I love it now, as you're about to hear. It's going to get a really good review. But I understand why Mega Man wouldn't be for everybody. Uh, So if you've never played one of these games, and we're going to get into the original Mega Man here in a second, but if you've never played a Mega Man game, and you're wondering, yo, should I try one of these? You absolutely should, but I would recommend starting with Mega Man 2 or 3, or Mega Man X on the Super Nintendo. And they're very easily accessible. The Mega Man Legacy Collection goes on sale all the time. It's a great port. It's available on Switch, uh, 3DS, PlayStation, Xbox. I'm assuming it's on PC. When it goes on sale, it's like six or seven bucks Canadian. Uh, you get the original Mega Man 1 through 6 with save states, with rewind functionality and stuff like that. Uh, I recommend not using those, but I get to some people maybe, you know, I, it's hard to say without sounding like a condescending prick, but like until you get good, you might need some of those things. Okay. So, and again, when you go back to the original Mega Man, the, the old, like Mega Man one is the Super Mario Brothers to Mega Man 2's, you know, Super Mario Brothers 3, for example. And it's not just because obviously it's the first one and it's where it all started and everything, but like, it's very, um, primitive it's very basic when you get into the future Mega Man games like I I can't remember what number it starts at three or four but like when you get into the 
yeah, I don't remember exactly. Don't yell at me if I'm wrong. I don't remember. But like, as you get into future Mega Man games, uh, you get a Mega Buster where you can charge up Mega Man's arm and shoot like a big shot instead of just shooting the little lemon looking pellets that he fucking shoots. Uh, you can do a, a slide along the ground, which is like become a trademark of the Mega Man franchise. It makes the game so much easier, dude. We'll get into the Yellow Devil as we review this game, but like, just having the slide to fight the Yellow Devil with is so much easier you can't slide in this game there's no rush which is Mega Man's dog in this game so you don't really get all of his power-ups there's one additional power which we'll get to in a minute there's no e-tanks which show up in later Mega Man games if you've never played one is like a, a consumable like a potion that you can carry with you and anytime you use it you can fill up all your health so you can stockpile them and then when you go to a difficult boss or whatever you can break out an e-tank and fill up your health there's none of that in this game you get the six weapons from the six robot masters you get one additional power-up which is my one Really big gripe with this game, which I'll get into in a minute. Uh, and that's it. You know, as one of the review, or part of me, as one of the comments said when somebody wrote in, in the intro, like you can only shoot in one direction and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, but like, I, I love that. Listen, for all of you that I, I promise we're going to, I'm going to focus on the original Mega Man in a minute and talk about the robot masters and that kind of stuff. But I, uh, as I've said many times, you know, I don't consider myself abundantly good at video games i would put myself at like a you know a seven or eight out of ten when it comes to my ability to play games there's certain games that i'm like fighting games i'm like a one um platformers i won't lie to you i'm pretty good at fucking platformers that's my those are my jam those are the games i get mega man are kind of like action platformer games these are my types of games and i like these games as hard as i can fucking get them assuming that they're fair and that's the thing about mega man and and, and i Okay, so like some people come in and they're like, it's just too, it's too hard. It's Nintendo hard. It's not fair. And I get that because a lot of Mega Man games, were. I feel like that about Ninja Gaiden. And I feel like that about the original Castlevania. I don't think they're bad games, but I'm like, these are fucking ridiculously difficult. And I guess to someone that's never played Mega Man, it's probably the same way. But I'm like, I played so much of this game that like this one doesn't seem that hard to me anymore. But it's really, really difficult. But I think, like, this game and this franchise is one of the... Because I don't think Mario is that hard. The Mario games are fun. And they're not, like, a walk in the park. But they're not, like... They're not Ninja Gaiden. They're not Contra. They're not Castlevania. They're not Mega Man, right? They're not from that class of NES game that's just soul-crushingly difficult. Um, the Mega Man games were the ones where I was like, I, I can, I like it when it's tough, but fair. I love the original two Contra games because they're tough, but fair. I'm like, as long as you give me, give me reactive controls that do what I ask for them to do as soon as I need them to do it, I can live with the game most of the time. And to me, that's where Mega Man's difficulty walks a fine line between frustratingly hard and challenging but fun because I don't think it's cheap I don't think it's you know people brought up that like if you leave the screen and then come back the enemies um uh regenerate which I will say that fucking irritates me too having said that you can also use that to your advantage uh because you can leave the screen come back find enemies that die in one or two hits and just keep leaving the screen and coming back and killing them until they drop enough power-ups to refill all your weapon energy and refill your health and all that kind of stuff so i i to me there's some good and some bad with that some people brought up the platforming one thing about the mega man games and this game fucking does it is like mega man falls like he weighs three trillion pounds he falls like that like there's no float the, he floats up 
But the minute he reaches the peak of that jump and gravity starts to kick in, he falls like you're holding fast forward. And I get how that could irritate people. And the thing is, is in this one, there's only a couple instances where I really find it to be tough. In Gutsman stage, oh, you know what? Okay, so before I get into that, okay. So if you've never played a Mega Man game, you control Mega Man. He's this little blue robot. He's awesome. He's got a blaster in his arm. And basically, Dr. Light is the good doctor. Dr. Wily is the bad doctor. Uh, Dr. Light is like your... I mean, I guess for really weird lack of term, he's like Pinocchio's dad to Pinocchio. Like he, you know, created Dr. Or, you know, created Mega Man or whatever. Uh, and so he converts him into a fighting robot to go off to stop Dr. Wily and Dr. Wily's six robots. And in every other Mega Man game, there's eight robots for you to fight. In the original Mega Man, there are six. And they're all based around like a, one mechanic. There's an electric man who's got electricity, obviously. Fireman, Iceman, Bombman, Cutsman, and then Gutsman. And Gutsman is like the really big strong guy. He's the only one. Like his power isn't Guts. He's, he's just really powerful. They should have called him like Steroid Man. But either way. Um, and what you do is you go off to fight these six robots. And what the to me what's always been the, the two uh, ingredients in the secret sauce of Mega Man games. In my opinion are number one you can play the levels in whatever order you want and number two whenever you kill uh, a robot master whenever you defeat one of the bosses you get their weapon and now you can and so like by the end of the game like if you fight eight robot masters you have eight different weapons you can use in addition to your regular mega blaster in this case you have six weapons that you can use um and to me like the the big so when you first fire up a mega man game it can be it can be excruciatingly difficult because usually there's one or two bosses that are your best bet. They're the easiest bosses in the game. That's your best bet to go to, uh, to fight out of the gate because to start the game, all you have is your little, you know, piddly lemon shooting mega buster. Once you kill a boss, now you've got their weapon and every boss in the game is weak against one other boss's weapon. It's rock, paper, scissors. And in future games, it can be a lot harder to figure it out because you're like, there's Pharaoh man, there's snake man, there's fucking like baseball man or fucking whatever. And you're like, well, what the fuck would these be weak about or weak against this game? They make sense. For example, you take, uh, you take, you take uh, fireman and his weapon is strong against bomb man because the fire would just, you know, blow up the bomb bomb man. I don't know if I'm spoiling anything, but just as a heads up, bomb man's weapon is strong against guts man. Cause guts man is a construction robot. That's about moving giant rocks. Bombs blow up the rocks. And so for the most part, you can look at the overworld, look at the six robot masters and figure once you like the key to beating a Mega Man game is to beat one boss. Once you've got that first boss beat and there's infinite continues in Mega Man games. Once you beat that first boss and you've got one extra weapon, now it's just a matter of figuring out which of those robot masters is weak against the weapon you have. Then you can go kill them and now you've got their weapon and then you go figure out who's weak against that weapon and that weapon. If you were watching me on Twitch, like the robot masters didn't kill me at all except for right near the end of the game. It, it was uh, it was the levels that killed me because once you've got it, like it's insane, dude, like to fight um, for my money, Fireman or Flame Man, whatever. I can't remember which one he goes by in this game, but uh, I think it's Fireman. Uh, to me, Fireman is the toughest boss in the game of the six. But if you've got his weakness, 
then he's he's almost he's a walk in the park. And there's some other guys in this game that you can kill in like two or three shots as long as you've got their weakness. And not only do these extra weapons work against the robot masters to kill them with their special power, but you can also use them in the levels. And there are weapons like for one example, there's these fucking little like they almost look like uh, what are those vacuums? Those self vacuuming vacuums called Zumbas. Those little discs that float, you know what I'm talking, you guys know what I'm talking about, I can't remember, we don't have one, so I don't know what the fuck they're called, but there's these, there's these enemies that look like them, and they just go along the ground, and then when they see you, they come after you with blades out of the top, and they, they fucking go nuts, as long as Mega Man's standing on level, uh, ground with them, and you can't kill them with your Mega Buster, because your Mega Buster only shoots straight forward, so you can't even get it low enough to shoot them, because they're so low to the ground, and even when you can hit them with it, it won't hurt them. But for example, you can break out Cutsman's blade, throw it, and it'll kill them in one hit. So the more weapons you acquire, the substantially easier the game gets. Because not only are you going to have an easier time fighting the bosses, but you're going to have an easier time getting through the levels because you've got these different weapons. We mentioned how in the intro, how Mega Man's Buster can only shoot straight forward. But some of the other weapons can, like for example, Cutsman Blade goes forward, loops down or up, and then hooks back to you almost like a boomerang. So it covers more directions. Bomb Man, you throw a bomb, it takes a few seconds to explode, but then when it explodes, it explodes in like a giant portion of the land. Electric Man, when you shoot his electric beam, you shoot a a beam of electricity straight out in front of you, plus straight up, plus straight down, which I think is the best weapon in the game. Um, that's really the key to the game is using the robot master's weapons. You just got to figure out where to start. And I'm not going to tell you which boss. I don't think I have yet. And if I haven't yet, I'm not going to tell you which boss to start on. If you're really stuck, but you're having fun and you want to beat it. I recommend you can always look up. There's fucking guides everywhere. You can like just search any Mega Man game you want boss order. And there's and again, you can take it on any way you want. I think Fireman's the toughest guy in this game, but some people maybe they want to start with Fireman. I don't fucking know. Start it whatever way you want. Once you get a weapon, go to that weakness, go to that weakness, go to that weakness. So uh, I love that. I love that challenge of figuring out, because I'm telling you guys, as frustrating as it is, and listen, this was one of the complaints, and I get this, it can be super frustrating when you battle through these fucking levels, you get to the Robot Master, and then you get shit kicked three times, because you don't have that Robot Master's weakness, and trying to beat him with just your Mega Buster might be really difficult, now you get sent back to the main screen, and you gotta pick a new level and try again, I understand how frustrating that could be to some people, I totally get it, personally, I think that that's really one of the big draws. I, dude, like when I get a hold of a new Mega Man game, my favorite thing in the world to do is to solve this fucking Rubik's Cube of boss order and figure out which order to go in. And I'm telling you guys, man, when you go up against a boss and you've got their weakness locked, loaded, and ready to use on them, and you know you can kill them in two or three hits, it is, you know, sex is great. What's that meme? Sex is great. But have you ever killed a Mega Man boss with their weakness before? It's so fucking satisfying. So I, you're either going to love it or hate it. I love that whole puzzle thing of trying to figure it out. As far as the levels themselves go, they are tough. Um, I think that if I have a criticism, a main criticism of the levels in Mega Man, and this pretty well goes for every Mega Man game, and I, again, I like them, but where I think it's a very legitimate criticism of some people, the action isn't usually too bad. There's the odd enemy that can really cause you some headaches and fuck you around. Sometimes, I don't think there is in Mega Man 1, but in future Mega Man games, 
Uh, some levels have like a mini boss halfway through and some of the mini bosses can be kind of a pain in the ass too. Uh, I don't find the enemies too difficult most of the time. To me, where the big challenge comes in Mega Man is the platforming. And I think if you want to sit here and, and kind of poo-poo on the platforming in Mega Man and say that you don't think it's really that great, uh, I would listen to that argument. Frankly, I don't necessarily disagree. I, I have gotten so used to the, the physics engine in Mega Man that it just is normal to me, but I get how some people wouldn't like it. Particularly, dude, if you're playing on the NES, just think about... It. Okay, so like I'm trying to think how to describe how he falls if you've never played it. It's more like Castlevania. Like Ninja Gaiden, he kind of floats up in the air. Mario, he obviously... That guy is fucking Air Jordan. He can jump wherever the fuck he wants. But like, remember in Castlevania... Like, uh, who do you play as in Castlevania one, Simon, whatever he jumps and he just like, it's like, he's fucking glued to the, like, he's got magnets in his fucking boots. As soon as he jumps, he's fucking shooting back toward the ground. That's Mega Man. And the big frustrating thing for some gamers in this, in this instance is there's a few instances of really tough platforming where you've got to be fucking dialed in. I'm thinking of guts man level in particular. If you've never played this game, the right off the top, you fight like two enemies and then you come across this platforming challenge where there's these, there's, um, there's platforms on like a moving like chain and they're on like a gear and they just go back and forth. So you jump onto the first one and then it shoots you to the right. You're standing on it and you have to jump down to another one that's going left and right down to another one that's going left and right. But there are gaps in the chain. And when the platform gets to those gaps, the platform falls and then it comes back up when it goes over the gap. So you have to jump off of it while it's going across these holes. And it can be incredibly, incredibly difficult and frustrating considering the fact, again, that Mega Man, it would... I don't want to say it would break the game, but like it would, if you made Mega Man jump like Mario, it would ratchet the difficulty of this game down fucking threefold. Like the, 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 the jumping works. Like there's not a jump in the game that can't be made, but it can be very frustrating. Another jump that comes up a lot is in Iceman stage. There's a, it's a Mega Man trademark. There are blocks and they, you, you fall into a screen. The blocks are completely gone there's no you're like how the fuck do i get up there and then a block will appear and then about a second later another block will appear and then about a second later a third block will appear the first block will disappear and then a fourth block will appear the second block disappears and you've got to memorize the order that these blocks pop up in so that you can jump from one to another kind of as they're disappearing to get out now i will say for everyone that's complaining about them and i'm not going to sit here and shit on you for complaining about them i understand it at least in mega man one there's not an instance if i'm not mistaken there's not an instance where you have to do those jumps from disappearing block to disappearing block over spikes or over a pit where if you miss the jump you're dead in mega man I think as early as Mega Man 2 with Heat Man. I think Heat Man was in Mega Man 2. Whatever. In future Mega Man games, those blocks appear over a fucking void. And now not only have you got to nail those jumps, but like in Mega Man, in this one, if you miss them, you fall back down and there's a bad guy down there that might hurt you a little bit. In future Mega Mans, you miss one of those jumps, you die. And, you know, a few deaths and it fucking, you get game over and you get to load up the continue screen. Uh, it can be, I get like those there, they suck. They can be incredibly frustrating. Uh, so I get on board with that dude. When I was playing it on switch the other day, there's another part in Iceman stage where you have to jump from, uh, enemy. You're, you're standing on these enemies heads. They're these like propeller, uh, driven like platforms with two cannons on either side. 
that shoot out left and right and they just randomly kind of go up, down, left and right, wherever they want to go. And you have to jump on top of them and then on top of another one and on top of another one. And you're trying not to get hit because like most NES games, if you get hit in this game, you get that blowback and you'll get knocked off the platform and die. I died there more than any other time in the game. Like that could be so fucking difficult. So the to me, the, the, the shooting and the action part of the game isn't nearly as difficult as the platforming aspect of the game and i understand how some people could shit on the platforming personally i like the platforming in it but it's it's challenging again though it's just i've always been driven to games like this man just like uh shovel knight like celeste mario lost level i love mario lost levels that game's notoriously difficult as long as it's fair and that's the key and maybe some people would disagree with me and that's fine if you do i think this game is tough but fair and that's that's what i want you need tight responsive controls now there is one instance where it isn't fair and i wanted to get into that so i guess if you don't want to have any I, I mean it's a fucking 35 34 year old game i'm gonna spoil shit like that's just how it's gonna work hang on i'm by myself so i gotta hydrate the old vocal cords here hang on in addition to getting the six and so basically oh yeah so you beat the six robot masters you get all six of their weapons once you've beaten all six of them and you have all six of their weapons then you get to go fight dr wiley who's the final boss of the game and you have to go through two or three levels and then you get to go fight dr wiley and you have all your weapons to go do it with and stuff like that um but in addition to beating the six robot masters and getting their six weapons there's one special uh I don't know what it's called. I can't remember what the name of it is in this game, but there's like one special gear in this game. There's, there's a, it's, I think it's called the magnet beam is what it's called because it starts with an M and, uh, it's in one stage and it's very, it's not hard to see. It's, you can't miss it. Like it's, it's, it's like, there's no alternate paths in this game In future Mega Man games. There are some levels where you can go one way or another way. If I'm not mistaken, if there's a few, if there's an alternate path in this game, I don't know of it. You're basically, this game's going to tell you where you're fucking going and you're going where you're supposed to go and that's it. But in addition to getting the six weapons, there's this magnet beam, the seventh um, ability and you come across it in one level and it kind of looks like just a key and you can see it clear as day. And if you've played a video game ever before, you can tell it's something you have to get. It's no different than like an exploding wall in Zelda. It's so blatantly obvious. This thing is sitting there and you're like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but clearly I have like, it's something it's, it's not just background. It's sitting there. Um, but you need a special ability because your abilities can actually interact with the stages. For example, you can use Iceman's ice beam to freeze, uh, these fire, um, throw these flamethrower weapons and then you can actually walk on the frozen flame for a few seconds until they, they thaw. So there's a whole bunch of different places like that. And when you come across this magnet beam in the one level, it's behind something where you need another robot master's weapon to unlock it. Now, if you play the game in the order that I played it on on Twitch, the other, which I think most people would consider to be the... You know what? I'll just tell you guys. I don't fucking care. Uh, if you don't want to know, skip 15 seconds. Just hit 15 seconds ahead. I'm giving you three seconds here. Two seconds. One second. So I start with Bomb Man. Bomb Man is so easy to beat. All he does is lobs bombs at you. And when they hit the ground, they explode. It's just a tiny little explosion. All you have to do is keep your distance and keep mashing shoot. You'll kill him, no problem. You take the bomb. You go defeat Guts Man because he likes to throw rocks. So you can blow him up with your bombs. Once you've got Guts Man, that means you've got the rocks to throw uh then you take those to oh god i'm panicking now i think you take that to cut man and then when you go in to fight or is it electric man 
No, I think it's Cutman. Yeah, you go in to fight Cutman, and then there's a whole bunch of rocks sitting there that you can you can't just pick up any rock you want with. See, Gutsman's weapon is the one kind of shitty weapon in the game because you can and there's and almost every Mega Man game's got like one weapon that interacts with certain parts of the environment. Unless there's these particular blocks laying around that you can throw, uh, Gutsman's weapon's completely useless. You you hit shoot, it doesn't do anything unless you're touching one of these rocks that you can throw. But yeah, so once you use the bomb on Gutsman, you use Gutsman's weapon to pick up the the rocks that happen to be sitting in Cutman's lair, and you can defeat Cutman quickly because rocks would dull a blade. Then you take Cutman's weapon and go fight Electric Man because you can cut the electric wires with elect with the with the blades. You take Electric Man's electric beam. And you go fight Iceman because the electricity will uh, melt the ice. And then you take the ice beam and you go fight Fireman because the ice will put out the fire as it melts. So it's rock, paper, scissors. It's The future games aren't nearly as easy to figure out that way, in my opinion, as this one is. But if you go in that order, you will have the item that you need to get this magnet beam when you get to that level. With the only level that it's in. But the thing is, is if you don't have this weapon when you get there, or you maybe just don't notice it somehow, you can run by... You can defeat the six robot masters, go to Dr. Wiley's stage, get halfway through the final stage in the game, and then find out you're completely fucked because the magnet beam is a seventh weapon and it's not a weapon. What it is, is you shoot out, like you, you, you'll temporarily create a platform that you can jump on. And you hit a couple instances in Dr. Wily's stage where it's impossible to progress unless you can create platforms to jump on to climb up to the ladder. And if I've got one major criticism of the original Mega Man, I think it was a horrible decision. I think that when you try to click Dr. Wily's stage to go to the end level, because once you click Dr. Wily and go into his stage, there's no going back to the main menu. You're in Dr. Wily's stage. And it's infinite continues, but there's no passwords. There's no save files. Like when you turn the NES off, it's fucking done. And uh, I think when you try to click Dr. Wily's stage, if you don't have the magnet beam, Dr. Light, you're you're fucking weird surrogate father or whatever should pop up and be like uh hey i don't think you've got everything yet because you can't beat the game without this magnet beam but you can go into the end game without it and so if i've got one major criticism that is it that drives me fucking insane uh, the other thing to keep in mind and this is kind of a piece of advice because maybe i'll convince a couple of you to try Mega Man by listening to this podcast use your robot master weapons i've talked about this before i am fucking notorious in video games for not using the powers that i have when i'm playing rpgs i never use my best items my elixirs and shit like that because i'm like well i might need them later on and then I end up making the game 10 times harder on myself than it fucking had to be. And then when I do finally beat the game, I'm like, fuck, I had like 20 elixirs in there that I could have used that I didn't. Um, and it's the same thing in Mega Man. For a long time, I refused to use my boss weapons because they all have a limited amount of energy. In addition to Mega Man's health, all of your special weapons have a separate energy bar, the exact same size as your health bar that goes on the side. And every time you shoot or use that robot master's weapon you burn some of the energy from it and when it's out of energy you can't use it anymore until you pick up items to refill your weapon energy uh so I, i'm always gun shy to use my robot master weapons when i'm going through levels because i'm like well fuck i, I really want to use like my electric beam here it would make the life easier but i don't know if the electric beam is the weapon i need to fight this robot master and it fucking sucks because when you die you don't get your energy back. You get your health back, but your weapon energy doesn't refill. So if, say you get to a robot master and that robot master is weak against uh, electric beam 
uh, but you've used up all of your electric beam during the level. Now you basically have no choice but to fight him with something else or die, get game over, go back to the load or you go back to the, 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 the level select screen and go in again. When you get game overed and you continue, that's when you get your weapon energy back. And it can be really easy to fuck yourself that way. So like I'm usually hesitant to use my main, uh, my boss weapons in the main levels, but I'm telling you, try to break that habit. Try to use them because they make the game so, so much easier, particularly electric man's beam we were talking about off the top about how when mega man shoots the little lemon pellets just go straight forward um you can't shoot up down or anything like that the electric beam shoots straight up straight down and straight forward and it doesn't use a lot of energy when you use it either and it's it's to me it's the most powerful weapon in the game it's super fucking handy so get into the habit of using those do not go to dr wiley's level without that fucking um magnet beam because you won't be able to beat it i do not fucking understand the logic behind that i don't fucking get it at all uh, this game has scores, which I don't really understand. I mean, th this is the only Mega Man game with scores. The scores mean absolutely nothing. Remember, though, this just, just be part of games. I remember, like, Mario had scores and shit like that. And, like, I don't know if you guys cared about those when you were kids. I never cared. Unless I was playing, like, a Pac-Man or something where, like, clearly the object of the game is getting a high score. I just never fucking cared about the scores in these games. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at Crash Plan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of Crash Plan. Crash Plan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. Crash Plan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account, and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If you work on a computer in any capacity, Crash Plan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. Crash Plan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a Crash Plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. Crash Plan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. Crash Plan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of Crash Plan. That's CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with Crash Plan. Um, so it's got that. Doesn't matter. I'm trying to think of what else there is to talk about. I definitely want to... So, the music and the graphics. We'll get it because I think we've talked about the controls. They're good. They're fair. The jumping is fucking tough. We've talked about how difficult the game is. We've talked about the mechanics of the game. 
Um, graphically, this is the ugliest of the six Mega Mans on the NES. I still think this game looks really fucking good. Maybe I'm no, you know what? No, I I know. I was gonna say maybe I'm a homer. I'm not a fucking homer, man. This game came out in 1987. This is not like late NES fucking man. And dude, like you look at like Mega Man Six, the last Mega Man that released on the NES. In my opinion, that game borderline looks like a Super Nintendo game. But like as we all know, the further on developers get it with a with a console, the better they get with the hardware. The more they can do with the hardware. But the original Mega Man, like this is their first game, and I'm looking at pictures of it right now. The backgrounds at times are kind of ugly. They're just plain blue or fucking whatever. But like what you walk on, the platforms you walk on, the enemies look good. I Mega Man, they've kept the same design for Mega Man through all six original NES games. And then seven was on the Super Nintendo, eight was on the PlayStation, and then nine and ten were modern throwback Mega Man games that were released on like, you know, Xbox Arcade and PS3 or fucking whatever. Uh, they look just like the NES Mega Man. There's a reason they keep going back to the design. I think that this game, like, I, I'm biased or not, I'm looking at a picture of the original Mega Man right now and I'm like, the, the character sprite himself in my opinion, looks as good as, as Mario 3's Mario. Like, he's got a little bit of depth to him. He almost looks like he's got a, you know, it's a little bit 3D. Like, not 3D. It's, but, like, he's not, like, remember the original Mario Brothers? Where, like, Mario, it is fucking 2D. Like, in this game, it's almost like you're looking at Mega Man from a 45-degree angle. I think it looks really good. Uh, I think the Robot Masters in this game look fucking awesome. I'm, to me, Robot Masters can make or break a Mega Man game. Like, the, the best, like, we all have our favorites. We all have our favorite robot masters. I would assume Snake Man is a favorite of a lot of people. I think Snake Man, looks, he's not in this game, but Snake Man looks fucking awesome. Um, I think a couple of the robot masters in this game look kind of stupid, but for the most part, they look pretty neat. Like, Guts Man is this giant fucking behemoth of a, of a boss. Ice Man looks like a, an Eskimo. Um, flame man has got like, he's like a big flamethrower. He's got flames coming out of the top. I think cut man is the coolest one in the game, but that's because in the original mega man cartoon, cut man was kind of like the dumbass. but he's got the Pac-Man looking blade on top of his head. Bomb man looks like a giant chicken bomb man. Bomb man fucking sucks. Bomb man is pretty shitty looking, but bomb man is the worst boss in the game. But by and large, I, I love looking at robot master designs. I've always thought robot masters look cool. And that's been one of the main things that keep me coming back to every time a new Mega Man comes out it's like holy fuck I can't wait to see the Robot Masters because they're just better cooler looking some of them are giant like they get better at this in future games but even in this one like Guts Man is like twice the size of Mega Man and so you get this feeling of David versus Goliath whereas somebody like Iceman he almost looks like he's a little bit smaller than Mega Man which is really fucking cool that they're not just generic you know, uh, palette swaps of a robot master. They go out of the way to design each one. So I think the robot masters look really fucking cool. I think Mega Man looks pretty cool. I think some of the enemies in the game look pretty neat. I think some of them look a little bit kind of bland and boring, but whatever. By and large, especially considering it's the first game in the franchise and it's a game from 1987. Pretty good looking video game. Uh, the music. I think that this game probably has the worst soundtrack of the uh, Mega Man series and it's still really good. Mega Man games are notorious for having some of the... I don't even think this is biased. I think this is just pretty well accepted amongst a lot of gamers. Even if you don't like the Mega Man franchise, their fucking music, like the music in Mega Man games fucking slaps. And as you've already heard twice, the music in this game... Not as good as future games, but the music in this game is still really fucking good. And it just gets better as time. The music has always been, like, 
for lack of a better term, it's got like, it's like, it's like pump up music. Like it gets you fucking jacked that you're going to go fucking play this game. Do you know what I mean? Like you're like, it, you, it's almost like the Rocky theme. Like it gets you fucking fired up. So I, I really, really like the music in this game. I think it looks great. I think it controls well. It does control very basic. And again, for all of you that were writing in complaining about the controls, if you, if you like Mega Man, but you don't like how basic the controls are, then I would maybe get into more of the future games because the controls improve a bit. Although even said that, I think Mega Man X, which is the Super Nintendo, it's, it's, so Mega Man X is like, um, like a spinoff series from the original Mega Man series, I guess, or like a distant sequel series or whatever. Uh, still the same basic concept. You know, it, it controls a lot better, but at the end of the day, Mega Man can only shoot his blaster straight forward, but that's part of the... That's how the game works. It, like, I mean, in, as is well known, in Mega Man 2, uh, you can get Metal Blade, and it's a saw blade that you can throw in eight different directions, and it almost breaks the game. I think some people would say it's fun, but, like, it's so powerful, and to be able to shoot in eight different directions, it, it, it kind of... It would be like if Mario, in the original Mario Brothers, could shoot his fireball in any direction he wants instead of just spitting it out letting it bounce forward. It almost takes too much of the sting... Uh, off the game if you want in, in my opinion at least I, I I like the difficulty spike I I think it's pretty dope uh when you get to uh Wily's castle then you've got to fight a couple you have to go through a couple of levels before you get to Dr Wily and uh, there's a notorious boss at the end of the first level of uh of Dr Wily's castle called the yellow devil and he pops up many times in future Mega Man games some of you even if you've never played Mega Man if you play Smash Bros, you may know the Yellow Devil from the Mega Man level in Smash Brothers. He's that giant yellow fucking almost incredible Hulk looking thing without a head. Like his arms are coming out of his head and he's got the one eye and he shoots at you. And then what he does is he'll he'll shoot at you and then he'll turn into a whole bunch of little blocks and shoot across the screen and you have to dodge all of the blocks. And then when he reforms, you need to shoot him in the eye before he turns back into blocks. And he is by far the toughest enemy in the game by far the toughest enemy in the game a lot of people wrote in i couldn't get to everybody's comments but a lot of people were like i i've never beaten yellow devil there is a way to cheese him if you're interested the electric beam when you shoot it it shoots the electric uh it shoots a, a beam of electricity straight forward as well as up and down as i've said a couple of times what you can do if you nail it is you can shoot that electric beam and as soon as it hits the yellow devil's eye you can only hit the yellow devil once before he turns into his blocks and tra teleports across the screen, and you have to dodge everything before you get a chance to shoot him again. Um, but if you can hit the electric beam into his eye and hit pause, the second that electric beam hits his eye, then unpause, then pause, then unpause, then pause, then unpause, the beam will go through his eye and hit him every time it goes through. And you can kill him in one hit if you, uh, if you want to cheese it that way. You can beat him without cheesing it. I did it. It took me, it probably took me a dozen attempts on my stream the other night, but you can beat him. And that, again, that's where to me it's tough but fair. He always warps across the screen in the exact same um, pattern. So it's not that you have to memorize the pattern, but you just have to be ready and just practice, 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 practice. It's same as Contra Super Contra. I love both of those games. I've beaten both those games without using the Konami code. I'm not bragging because I suck at other games. I just, those are the types of games that I'm like, I, I'll play this until I fucking beat it. Like, I will practice this until I fucking beat it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES, which I think is way harder than this game. Way harder than this game. You can beat that game. I've You just got to practice. And that, I think... There's three things about the Mega Man series that really hook me. One is the robot masters and the fact that you get their weapons. One is the soundtracks because the soundtracks are fucking awesome. And the fact that I've never felt 
that a Mega Man game, I mean, some of the future ones like the other series are, but like the original six Mega Man games are all tough, but fair. They're all, as long as you practice, just practice, pay attention and work hard at it. You will, you can beat it. If that makes sense. Um, I, and I love, I love it. I love this fucking game. Uh, the, Oh, we'd be doing it a disservice if we didn't talk about the box art quickly as well, as you may have seen on the thumbnail for this week's episode. I don't know if you, where you're listening, if you saw the thumbnail or not, uh, it's notorious that when they drew up the box art, uh, the artist that they had draw it, had to draw it in like fucking five hours or something like that had no real idea what it was and when you look at the box art Mega Man is like a regular looking dude in yellow and blue armor and instead of having a blaster on his arm like he does in the video game uh he's holding like a laser gun like a pistol and that's like his weapon it's I love it I love how shitty the box art is on this game and I think Mega Man 2 had I think it was Mega Man 3 was the first game where they got like really they got like Mega Man on the cover, like a cartoony giant head, big eyes, Mega Man, instead of fucking old school, this weird looking fucking, um, starship trooper, fucking looking guy holding a pistol. I, I love it. I fucking love it. It's, I want a poster of it. I would love to get a poster of that box art and fucking hang it in my office. It's so good. Um, but other than that, I I don't know what else to say. I, we've literally covered the whole game. It is not a long game. You can beat it about an hour once you know the order if you're getting good at it. It does take practice. But um, I'm on the Wikipedia page right now, and uh, IGN has the game listed at number 30 on its top 100 NES games of all time. Nintendo Power ranked it at number 20 on its 100 best Nintendo games of all time. Um, number 61 in the top 200 all-time games ever. Uh, number 17 in the top 25 NES games. Like, either you... like. I, the thing about the Mega Man series, and this is one criticism of it that I, I think is fair, but I I agree with the criticism. I don't agree that it's a criticism because I like it. The main one of the main things thrown at the Mega Man series, opposed to the difficulty spike, obviously, is that like it's the same game. And it is. It really is the same game. They throw in some new power-ups, you get a different set of robot masters. Some robot masters have badass weapons. Some robot masters have shitty weapons. At the end of the day, though, like every Mega Man game from the main series is the same. You control Mega Man. Dr. Wily's the bad guy. He's got eight evil robots. You got to pick them in any order, defeat them, use their weapons against each other, and then go defeat Dr. Wily. Like, they don't try anything different. There's no Zelda 2 to the original Zelda or Mario 2 to the original Mario. When it comes to Mega Man, they're like, this is the fucking script rinse repeat rinse repeat rinse repeat but i'm of the mindset of if it's not broken don't fix it so the thing is is if you don't like one you're probably not gonna like any of them although again i would recommend starting with mega Mega man 2 is a substantial level up from the original mega man and i'll explain that in a minute so if you don't like the original i would at least try mega man 2 if you're interested in getting into the series but by and large like if you're just not like he's always got those weird fucking shit in his pants falls to the ground jump mechanics the difficulty is always there the platforming is always there the insta death on the spikes is always there if you don't like the formula you're not going to like any of these games having said that and the reason Mega Man has been as successful as it is is because obviously a lot of people do like the formula myself included and if you do like the formula it's fucking awesome dude for all of you think of your favorite NES game all right. Think of a, a fucking uh, of Contra, of Mario, of Zelda, Ninja Gaiden, Star Tropics, fucking Kirby. 
Blaster Master, insert your favorite like action-y platformy game here. How many of you got six of them? And that's the key is like, I love Mega Man. I love the formula. Keep fucking, I've said it before. They could fucking release one of these every year just with eight new robot masters and eight new weapons. And I would buy them every fucking year. And I, I just, I love the fact that they don't deviate from the formula because the formula works. And I, uh, I love it. I fucking adore, I adore this franchise and I love this fucking video game. Um, quickly before I leave, I keep suggesting that if you don't like this one, try Mega Man 2. There's a few reasons for that. Number one, uh, it's just a better game. Uh, it's, it's more polished. It, there's eight robot masters instead of six. The weapons are better. It's in, and I would also say, well, it's not a cakewalk of a game. It is substantially easier than the original Mega Man. Actually, I think it has, I think Mega Man 2 is the one that had normal and hard difficulty. Might've been Mega Man 3. But either way, Mega Man 2 is so much easier than the original Mega Man. I believe you get E-Tanks in Mega Man 2, which again are those potions you can use to fill up your health. It just really, Mega Man 2 really is almost like Super Mario Brothers 3 to Mega Man being Super Mario Brothers 1. Like it's that much of a jump in quality in my opinion while still sticking to the same formula. Is Mega Man 2 better than Super Mario Brothers 3? I don't know. That's a, you know, can Superman outrun the Flash? Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, if you, so by the, again, if you're even got a passing interest in these games, uh, I would recommend either on the NES Classic, Mega Man 2 is on there, or wait for the next, the Mega Man Legacy Collection goes on sale like fucking every month. You can get it on any console you want for under 10 bucks. You get six Mega Man games plus challenges and stuff like that absolutely like worst case what are you gonna be out 10 bucks every single person listening to this at some point has spent more than ten dollars on a game they didn't like in this case you're getting six games for 10 bucks and if you don't like them then you still have 10 bucks if you do like them you got six fucking games for 10 bucks so um i guess that's it i don't know what else to tell you i just really really like this fucking i did not expect to be able to talk this long by myself i just really like this fucking video game a lot so uh, if I had to score it, what am I going to score this fucking thing out of? There's six, I was going to go six robot masters, but there's 11. We'll go with, there's 11 games in the core Mega Man series, Mega Man one through 11, uh, out of 11, I would give the original Mega Man probably an eight, 8.5. Um, the, th the thing about it is if it didn't have Mega Man, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, 10, and 11 in front of it. Cause Mega Man eight is the worst of the 11 Mega Man. Uh, if it didn't have all the future games in front of it, that do it better. I would probably score it closer to like that 9.5, maybe even a 10 out of 11. Cause it would be one of my favorite NES games. The only reason I don't score it higher is cause I'm like, dude, they, they just polished up this rock and made it even better in future games, but it's really, really good. So um, and if you've never read into it, I won't get into it on this episode, but read into the history of Mega Man 2. Because this game, Mega Man 1, did not sell well. Mega Man 2 was a straight-up passion project that they worked on kind of on their own time, some of the developers at Capcom. And uh, that was the game that really sent Mega Man into the, the stratosphere. And um, yeah, they it was it, it, like the game almost died. Like Mega Man 1 could have killed the series forever, which would have really fucking sucked. I don't know if I ever would have played it because I'm positive where I discovered Mega Man was, I can vividly picture it in my head, like the ads for Mega Man. I think it's Mega Man 2 in one of my gaming magazines. And I was just like, this looks so cool. You get to pick any robot you want and stuff like that. And anyway, uh, there, there you go. I think that's going to do it for this episode. I'm going to queue up some more Mega Man music.
There it is. Then I'll do the outro, give some shout-outs to our Patreons, and uh, get on with my life. Thanks, everybody. that's going to do it for this week's episode uh me thank you so much for giving me a call and talking to me about mega man and uh more importantly to every single one of you geeks listening to this right now whether this was your first remember the game or your 180 god i wish i had a darts game your 180th episode of remember the game uh 2022 is gonna be a big fucking year for us man i'm excited to get going i can't thank you all enough for the support in 2021 and listen if you want more of this I know it's a sales pitch, but do consider our Patreon. You get a fucking ton of, you get a new podcast every Thursday and every Friday to go with Remember the Game every Wednesday, plus instant access to like 150 some old episodes. Plus you can write in and play, play one, remake one, erase one and blowing in the cartridge and all that kind of stuff. Plus you can DM with me. Plus you can get into our Discord, which is almost 400 members now. Really cool place where we talk video games and comic books and all kinds of geeky fucking shit. Uh, And don't forget, for our, the entire run of 2022, 5% of our entire Patreon is going to be donated to the Stollard Children's Hospital here in Edmonton. So you're doing something good for the kids at the same time. And it's only two bucks. Everybody has blown $2 on something at some point. Even me. I, I blow money all the time. But like, we've all done it. So why not blow it on me? Why not blow me? That Just consider it. Patreon.com slash remember the game, all right? Thank you guys all so much. I'll be back tomorrow for our Patreons, those aforementioned Patreons, with expansion pass number 94, 93 or 94, I think 94, uh, where we will be making our 2022 gaming predictions. I'll be back on Friday with Game Patch, where we talk about all the biggest news in gaming over the last week. And I'll be back next week with a whole nother lineup of podcasts because this is my life and this is all I fucking do now. So thanks. A- oh yeah, twitch.tv slash member the game. You can throw me a follow over there. It's completely free. I hop in there sometimes. I like talking to the chat. I try to get on there a couple of nights a week and you can just come by and say hi, all right? Uh, there you go. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks everybody. I'm going to give some shout outs and get out of here. Maybe go play some more Mega Man. So I'll talk to you all again soon. Uh, cheers. Goodbye. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not churn out all the content I produce every week without all of your support. The following people have supported us at the Junior Executive Vice President level or higher at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And I want to thank them all personally by probably mispronouncing their names and stumbling through this like I do every week. So a huge thank you to... Dave, Makeshift Mallow Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, Stupid Monkey, Michael Mathis, Joshua Shenfield, Jeffrey Mathis, Keegan a Stupid Arrow Handle, James Clark, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Charlie Madero, Scott B, Andrew Wright, Gary C, Kate Roberts, They Call Me Badger, Jordan, Fraser Burns, Lil Bunny Foo Foo 89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Brandon O'Brien, Wyman Brooks, Scott Brooks, Leon K, Stitch, Aaron Lawson, Matt McLean, Brian Ransom, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Nathan Tromblay, A Town, Andre SJ Flash, Tom Kite, Geek Life radio morgan zane donovan adam j ryan kinchin mike maloney christopher russell very cool dude tim real g9 psx tim l david schnatterer raging demon poops loomis dana wucherall that one kid nick mad shibs mercury 869 Derek jane m felf k fabe 5150 tk tonky kong wolfgang darren seriously ron p sam wright andy hudson mega man 2og good a dane chris coplin gc freak 898 doogie matt mclean pizza power too loud for the crowd trevor 70 
Stokes, Ryan McCowan, Paul Zoe, Wolf Magic 21, Johnny CCDC, Joel LeBlanc, Carmichael Nicholas, Squints, Tent Sparkster, Omega 88, Nathaniel Shelley, Explode Processing, Chowdy Lottie, Dan Wagner, Candido, K Cuz, Titan 420, Jose E. Marco, Oprah's Iron Fist, Adam Fair, Russell Ulrich, Chris Dory, Classic Crusade, Karth from KOTOR, Chance McCoy, Ham and Egger, Jeff Bergeron, Ian Watts, Joe Kirby, Captain N, Owen the Game, Furchuck, Game Nomad, Misi, Daniel, Astro Alpica, Stu Bergeric, Eden Awaits, 1981, Tunable Power, Swanee, Tom Danks, John Woodruff, Inhuman Sumo, Chalupa Cabra, Rocker Dude, Mikey NL83, Just a Fish, but. Begalazino, Noob Q, Scientific Wonder Penis, Beth, Strife 89, Liam, Denzalo, Spicy Mortician, Eric Chavinius, Holmes, Ryan Gibbons, Zach Shepard, Chris Dickin, Jay Hampton, Dylan Flora, Jackson M, Matthew D'Amico, Daja 1K1T, Clayton Robertson, Frosty Feet 492, Britt O'Neill, all the good names were taken, Hulk Hogan's brother, Chris Larkin, Austin Cook, Kyle Shreve, Matthew Salmon, Elijah Burns, Nicholas Kulik, Ocelot of Woe, Stephen Parnell, Jolt Addict 21, Aaron Price, Meat on the Bone, Dakabai, Tomicus, Sean Dillinger, Justin Zabrocki, Frozen Interior, Raysan, Wontongo, Brandon Basham, BB, DBXJ, Ryan Shimmick, Jared Pierce, Steve Dalk, Lone Cart, Gannon 144, Phil McCracken, Double D, Sid's Good Leg, Trav H, Mizuru, Declan McGarry, David Marcus, Dagger Disaster, Hurious, Dr. Mario, Vaughn, Jordan Psalm, Burnout Doug Keeney, Scott Graham, Tyler, Brad Levin, Levron, oh, I was so close, Aaron Kedvis, Dissect That Film, Phil Lencher, Breadcomb, Spencer, Whitledge, oh my god, I, I, once I fuck up once, I fall off the rails, Illegal Amigo 69, Ruben Elizald, Eric James, Tom Arkley, Thomas Childs, Big Someone, Sean Turner, Bill Kirby, Lucas Pico, Andrew Pritchard, Ben Paul, Junkyard God, Two Bros Winning, Laces Out Dan, Jonathan Everidge, Adrian Mad Dog Counting, Brad Beardsley, Spazernut, Dabs All Day, and William Maine. That was about the best I've ever done. Thank you guys all so much for the support. You're the best, and I will talk to you again later. Cheers. Goodbye.